in a world in the year 2017 in a time of tradition in a city where anything can happen in a war that isn't his every day in new york city on the miami police force in the deep south format here we are we are through the digital age the video store is now netflix we are just streaming only now (laughs) uh welcome to a very special uh edition of uh, on the road on the go edition of uh, touring edition touring edition of late fees uh you know with myself cam pat and Eric, we're all on location this week. Um, <laughs> I know it has been about maybe a week and a half since our year anniversary uh, episode from Quentin Tarantino. Uh, we decided to cut this episode, uh, just a small truncated episode uh, to, to tide you over until our big one uh, next week with uh, The Rock. We're going to be talking about Dwayne Johnson's filmography. The King of for, Summer, baby. For our uh, our final week of our summer, our summer extravaganza, uh, if, if you will. Uh, hot movie summer, <laughs> of course. Hot uh, movies but yeah, only. But we decided to to come through. Uh, you know, we're we're all super super busy, but we still wanted to do the show for you guys because the reception for the Quentin Tarantino episode was just so so crazy and so great, and uh, we knew we couldn't leave you guys uh, hanging for yet another week without hearing our beautiful voices. So we're gonna talk about a couple of things. Uh, we're not gonna. This isn't gonna be a super long show. It's gonna be re- really, really short, but still enough to to catch you guys up. Short by our standards. Going. Yeah, short by our standards. But we're still going to catch you guys up on what's going on. Uh, before before we even start, we're going to talk about. Uh, obviously, we have uh, a, a slate of content coming to you uh, for the rest of the year. We, we're we're kind of hammering it. We're hammering it away right now. We're not really sure uh, which way to go, but in September. Are we, have we agreed? We haven't agreed on anything yet. I've made a document that I've told you guys to go. To I go I told you I was going to do it, and then I did it. Eric, we have not agreed. We what? have like uh, myriad ideas, uh, but none have been locked in place. No, none have been locked. Um, there's, there's a ton of directions we can go. We've we've sort of covered the gamut. I think we talked about this in the last episode. How of types of films, types of directors that we've chosen to explore. I think it's uh, making things keeping things spicy as we like to. And I think that's why we haven't locked anything yet because uh, we're trying to keep things extra spicy and figure out what the fuck uh, is going to come next. Yeah. So uh, obviously September is going to be a big month for us. Uh, we, 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 you know, we always love the fall. So we have a couple of options that we're choosing for uh, September. But what I can tell you about October is that we will be returning to our, uh, our horror centric episodes. Um, we will be doing yet another uh the, the same format we did last year with kind of Jack O' Lantern. <laughs> Secret Jack O' Lantern. What I call it? Secret Jack O' Lantern. That will return this Halloween. And of course, if you don't know what Secret Jack O' Lantern is, uh, all of us put all of us pick a a uh, cast member to tell them to watch a certain movie, and we'll all watch it and we'll all talk about it on the episode. All completely random. 
last last I thought it went pretty well last year. Oh yeah, it was great last year. Uh, except we were you weren't Justin, but we were fucking. Everybody was so hungover because it was like right after actual Halloween that we recorded it. Uh, oh my god, it felt yeah. like dog shit. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna try and get that out before Halloween. <laughs> this so yeah, so that that's essentially what we've got so far. What I can confirm with you, but for the rest of the year, uh, we do have it. We're, we're playing it out right now. Um, after the Dwayne Johnson episode, we'll have a clearer picture for you. But there's gonna be a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline yeah. uh, with late feeds for the rest of the year and into 2020. I just want to hey, once again thank you guys for listening to this show for one complete full year we have so much more stuff coming but uh for this episode uh pat i mean you, you kind of had a roadmap you're kind of like the manifesto guy where, where did you want us to touch on really quickly uh mid-year uh mid-year i guess we can talk about i don't know the the obvious thing i think is everybody's like top three to five films or whatever at this point it kind of the, the doing this shit is so hard because we are about a month away from the time when it's like, oh, I saw all the movies. And in fact, there's none really left that I want to see. And then it's going to be like, oh, there's yeah. a there's hundred that I have to see, and I won't see 80 of them. So what the fuck am I going to do now? And uh, before that happens, uh, it'll be nice to kind of sort through the stuff we actually liked. Because even right now, I'm sure the same is true for you guys, but like my top 10 is not really a top 10. It's just like the highest ranked 10 like the seventh through tenth movies on the list are nothing to write home about as far as I'm concerned at this point in the year. So we can kind of just do like a, you know, top three to five from everybody, maybe talk about how the year has gone, how the year's going, and, you know, just what people are excited to see in the rest of the year, I think. Just keep it simple. Okay, cool. Like a plan, baby. Uh, Cam, you want to start? Yeah. yeah. So Cam, what do you? What have your, like, top three to five been? Yeah. Number one, easily for me right now, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, just, I haven't been to the movies and seen anything like that. I I want to say in my life. Like, I was really, really blown away how funny the movie was. Um, the last, like, hour and 15 minutes or so had me on the edge of my seat through the rest of the film as well. Like, just thinking that you knew what thinking you knew what was going to come, but it was actually the opposite. It was just an amazing movie to me. That's my number one. I would probably, number two for me, another movie I had a bunch of fun at the movies going to see was uh, John Wick 3. That's probably my number two for the year so far. Like, like just from beginning to end, it was just amazing. So much fun. Everybody in the movie theater was going crazy, was entertained thoroughly from beginning to end and gave me exactly what I wanted and I think it puts the John Wick franchise in the conversation for best trilogies because I don't think any of the movies are bad um, so that's my number two number three I'll probably go Us Us was probably my number three movie of the year so far I really enjoyed Us uh, I thought Jordan Peele followed up his introduction with um, Get Out I thought it was a great follow-up, a strong second film. I know a lot of people uh, on the internet or whatever weren't as high on it as Get Out for whatever reason that may be. I don't. I was I was entertained and I enjoyed the movie a lot. It gave me. Um, it just I appreciate what he's doing with horror films and like they're not traditional slasher flicks or anything like that. I like the twist that he's been giving them. 
And so I enjoyed Us a lot. Number four, uh, Midsummer. Midsummer is probably my number four film of the year so wow. far. Uh, it's just a wacky movie. Just like, like, <laughs> it is. It's why it's great. Like every scene was just something outrageous, but hard to turn away from. And it just and it turns out it's a breakup movie. Like it's not. It's like a a breakup film. It's not even like a traditional. Like it's not a horror film in the sense like. Or like what you would typically expect out of a horror film or even a thriller. It's like a breakup film. And so, and my number five, um, number five for me, I'm going to be honest with you, I I really enjoyed the new child play film. Like, I thought that the new child play was pretty good. Like, um, I I'm like bad at that. what they did with the new modern version of the good guy doll. Um, I thought it was cool how he was supposed to protect uh, Andy, but he ended up turning out to be he, he ended up turning on him and his family. Like, I thought that it was a good modern twist on a classic horror film. And so that's probably my top five years so far. I go Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, John Wick 3, Us, Midsummer, and Child's Play. That's, I think that I appreciate all five of those films, and especially, the, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Us, and Midsummer. Um, I've been vocal on social media, if you follow me on Twitter, about how I've been burnt out on franchise films and superhero movies and remakes and reboots. So I just appreciate getting good original content when I go to the movies and seeing something that I haven't seen before. And so that's why I appreciate those three films more than most of the other films that have come out this year. And even I know I have a reboot in my top five with Child's Play and I have a I guess a franchise film at this point with John Wick 3 in my top five as well but I appreciate those other three films because you just I just like a breath of fresh air I like going to the movies and seeing something I haven't seen before and getting yeah. something different and that's why I feel like I've gotten out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood us in Midsummer. so yeah definitely not mad at that way. yeah I mean do we, do we do we want to just end the episode now yeah, we're all gonna have kind of like I, I, I think we're gonna have all, four out of five the same with like one swapped out for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with that, I mean, yeah. What about you? What about you, Pat? Uh, let me just you know, I I, I will. Cammy basically knocked it out for uh, all of them. Uh, number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think Cam is absolutely right to say. It's uh, unlike anything else we've seen this year and probably unlike anything else uh, we've seen in our lives. I uh, have not stopped thinking about this movie. I'm thinking about it probably more than any movie I've seen in years and years. And I, I would agree that it's probably one of the best things I've, I've ever seen. Uh, so that's my number one. Number two is Midsummer, which I initially didn't like as much as Hereditary, which I still think is like a modern classic. But Midsummer has I've, has really also been on my mind a lot. The like Cam was saying, the scenes are just so. I mean, it's wacky is a good word because they really are wacky, just in the way they're constructed and the way they look. But it is like a train wreck that you can't stop. You know that you can't turn away from. That so I for all, all the reasons Cam said basically, and especially uh, Florence's performance, I think uh, just amazing. Uh, my only difference uh, from Cam's list uh, is my number three is Beach Bum right now. Uh, just Ooh. another so fun, so great. Uh, McConaughey, 
I, he's kind of, I think everybody's a little tired of him after we all were so high on him a couple of years ago, but I like having a reason to still love him so much. And I love Beach Bum. Uh, it's available for, uh, you know, digital consumption now, I think. So, so check that out. Uh, at a, I think like 85 minutes or something. Uh, number four, us, same thing. Uh, I'm going to echo what Cam said. And then I, I think kind of like with what I said about Midsummer. uh, I initially, my initial reaction was that it, it was no get out. And I would say I don't, my impression of Midsummer has increased more than my impression of us, but I've still loved, you know, again, like Cam said, what Jordan's doing. And I thought us was a really good follow up and it might've explained a little too much for me, but I, the filmmaking of it and the original storytelling of it is something that I think everyone should be doing and almost no one is doing. So thank God Peel is doing it. And then, yeah, rounding out with number five, we got another John Wick vote. Uh, it's fallen a little for me, I'll be honest. I, I think at, at the time when we saw it, I was like, oh, that was almost as good as two. Uh, I now don't really think it's anywhere near as good as two. Uh, but, I mean, come on, it still was so much fun seeing it, and I'll watch it again uh, very soon, I think. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. So I'm, I'm nearly identical to Cam's. I will say Crawl was pretty close. Anger. A banger. Barry Pepper. Go ahead, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. Barry Pepper. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a bit. I um, I want to give some love to some movies we haven't even talked about in passing uh, on the pod. You know, I have nothing new to add to the What's a Pot of Time discourse. I mean, we've talked about it for an hour on the last episode, and we all have been discussing over it on Twitter and you know, it goes without saying that this probably will go down as my favorite movie of the year. Only funny and just melancholic. Like it's the most melancholy, mournful that Tarantino's ever been. And I just say it, it I, the more I think about it, we'll just like send each other like books from the, from the movie and the, in the group chat. And like, I'll just get like the chills thinking about just like yeah, what that yeah. scene meant to me. You know what I mean? Like when, every time we're talking about like them watching uh, FBI together, just and, like, just fantastic. Just, you know, oh, man, it makes me feel so good. I can't wait to watch it again and again. A few other films that really stuck with me, too. Um, the Farewell. Um, I don't think I gave too much love to Pod yet. It's the, um, the Aquafina movie. It's, you know, Lulu Wang directed it. and But, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but Aquafina really <laughs> fucking impressed me in this movie. Um, how much she's capable of uh, as a performer when she's not, you know, just being a complete embarrassment. Um Breaking story about you know generations of families and and loss and grieving and and moving on once your life's been shattered and it's it was fucking PG I had no idea I mean it was it's funny and, and it's beautiful and I recommend everybody seeing it it's only ninety eight minutes it's like you got no excuse we called Sword of Trust that just came out uh, with okay Mark is Maron. this a, this is a comedy I need to see this movie it's a comedy and it's from Lynn Shelton she she directs a ton of episodes of Glow. She directed a ton of episodes of, like, I think Arrested Development and stuff back in the day. She was known as, like, a TV comedy director, but then she started making these sort of mostly improv, loosely sketched-out comedies. They're kind of like mumblecore, like, you know, sort of in the vein of, like, the Duplass brothers and shit. So it's just, like, people talking, but it's mostly improv. But, yeah, it's about this pawn shop in New Mexico and... Is this woman? She and her wife come in after her grandfather dies because he left him this sword, and it 
apparently her grandfather was this. What? Her, her grandfather, her grandfather was a um, like a, a Confederate army truther. Like this sword proves that the South won the war. So it's like, <laughs> oh, you know they they all think it's bullshit. Like they're like you know kind of people, but they see they find these sub communities of like basically like eight channers and conspiracy theorists, people who like want to buy this sword for like millions of dollars. So like they pretend that they also believe in this, this bullshit myth of the South winning the war so they can sell it. <laughs> it's like the funniest comedy about like people being radicalized on YouTube, like flat earthers and shit. You know what I mean? But it's like, mo- it's mostly improv and it's really, it's again, another like 80 minute movie. It's like a, a comedy of errors with like the dumbest racist people on YouTube. I gotta watch um, this as soon as possible. Marin is Marin is you know God level and as always. That's two. I want to show love this to crawl. I can't go. Did you like that? I, I haven't heard what you, how you felt about crawl. It was it was fun, man? Like I, I I don't know why I thought it was. I think I enjoyed that Blake Lively movie, The Shallows, more with the shark. Uh, what kind of kind of like you know defied expectation and shit. This one was pretty standard. Like the, the gators look great. It's actually pretty intense. Um, you know, it's like a, a chamber piece for ninety minutes, and you got you got drunk dad um, Barry Pepper. So can't really complain. <laughs> but I mean, I would gla- I would gladly see it again. Like if I made a top twenty, it'd probably be on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I would. I would if someone says let's go see it again in theaters, I'd absolutely do it. And I I had like the best audience for it. These are the kind of movies that. I don't get mad when people are talking and screaming and like and shit because like that's the kind of movie you want to do. It helps cut the tension. So, like, yeah, it was like it was like six of us in there and there's this older woman in there be like, "You fucking idiot! Don't do that!" <laughs> like and we were all like, like the gator's right there. You can see the shadow. We uh, uh, we keep know, talking about doing it. like a B movie episode and shit and like that. Crawl has been one of the best examples of that. Still down, man. I want to do like a shark gator matchup matchup like the Meg versus the Crawl. Uh, Allos versus Don, or um, was the last <laughs> Lake Placid or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, number four was that four or three? That was that was three. I, guess I would say High Life, uh, Claire Denis, um, sci-fi, psychosexual, psychosexual. You said is that what I said? Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. There's a lot of semen in this movie. Oh, <laughs> what M- male or a female? A little bit of both. Um, <laughs> really good in it. Robert Pattinson comes correct. Yeah, it's, it's sort of this bleak and brutal sci-fi epic, end of times, where like Earth is sort of collapsing. So, as a science experiment, like convicts get sent into space to try to like burst through the wormhole. It's sort, it's sort of like decent, except not as up its own ass. There's no Murph screaming. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's um, it's it's haunting, and there's some of the most finest imagery I've seen in it, and really good performances. And it's on streaming yeah. now, right? Amazon before I canceled my uh, subscription finally because um, I can't support ICE. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to end with a very odd choice. It's a movie that last year, uh, but I saw it this year. It, it had such a weird release. I think it was opened up in like two theaters in New York and L.A. before it went right. It kind of got buried on VOD. But I want to talk more about The Oath, the Ike Barinholtz, Tiffany Haddish movie. Yeah, I saw that a, a couple of uh months ago i, I thought yeah. it was pretty solid i'm not gonna lie yeah is that, is that solid you thought like it was more, like more solid than you thought it was gonna be or less solid than you thought it was gonna be 
more more than I th- I thought Tiffany Haddish was terrible in the movie. That's why I couldn't give it. I couldn't go that high on. I think that's fair. I, I think she you know she tried to stretch a little bit and it maybe didn't really work. But like as far as like a political comedy goes in the Trump era, avoiding it for that like the reasons I thought it was gonna suck. Like how can you satire somebody who is walking satire? You know what I mean? Like Trump will never be sat satiriable. What's the word? Satirize. Sat- satirize. <laughs> He's yeah. impossible to satirize because he is too much of a cartoon to ever fully mock. And, you know, usually these, like, liberal Hollywood movies, like, want to uh, do the both sides thing. Like, we all just need to reach across the aisle. We're all equally guilty. Ike Barinholtz was like, fuck that. Like, yeah, liberals can be idiots, and they usually are, and, like, kind of can be complicit in the situation that we're in now. But, like, absolute fascists, and they're responsible for Trump, and they should, like, be ashamed to show their faces in public. Is he, he like really went in <laughs> and like, and it's really funny. It's sharp. It's kind of hard to watch at times. Cause it's like, it's a little too close to home, but you know, Bill, Billy I, Magnuson I, is like the, like that, the I, psycho ice agent. Like it's, it's really good. I, I think that Ike Bernal's character is you. And that's why I did enjoy it. Cause I was like, this is Eric right here. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. And like, uh, maybe that's why I, I saw myself in it. Like he's like, you know the the woker than thou at times and it backfires and it's uh yeah i think it it got like the woke politics or like post woke culture down to the t and just like captured how like fucking maga chuds talk like you know <laughs> the, not and you know it, it didn't paint them as like hillbillies it was like upper crust sort of educated his like brother you know was like a you know yacht club kind of guy and he's a trump supporter and i don't know it, I, I recommend people watch it. I think you can find that on Amazon now too, or Hulu. It's, I think it's on Hulu. And uh, yeah, so that that's where I'm rocking with right now. Because you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, like that's gonna. I hope that wins Best Picture. That's where I'm at right now. Uh, my I'm gonna do top three. I I, I honestly I've watched a lot of movies. I've you you, movies. you even saw some of the Disney remakes. Yeah, I've seen some of the Disney remakes too. Like I've actually no, I'll do a top five. I'll do a top five. I'm looking at what I what I reviewed. I can I can make five out. It's it's been a strange year. These uh, a lot of the movies I'm going to talk about we've already talked about uh, here uh, at length. Uh, of course, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is definitely up there uh, as my number one. Uh, we also I have to say my number two is probably uh, Midsummer. Uh, number three, obviously John Wick. Uh, I think my list is really close to Cam's. Number four is Child's Play. I really did enjoy that. The more wow, that yeah, you really that went way up for you. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And uh, number five is Shazam for me. I really enjoyed it. Jeez, okay. Shazam left. I forgot that came out. Yeah, it left a mark on me. Uh, if it, it was between Shazam and Toy Story 4. Uh, I, I actually bumped Shazam up when I, I saw it again a couple of days ago. I actually will bump my score up for that. I think Toy Story and Shazam are two really fucking great movies that really affected me in, in a lot of ways. I think there is a twist uh, near the end of Shazam that is a gut punch. And for I know I don't know if Eric and Pat have seen it. Cam, you saw it, right? Yeah, I've seen Shazam. Yeah, like there there is a twist there at the end that is that is really heartbreaking, but actually is yeah. handled very well. And I it's it's more it actually the, the movie's a lot deeper and darker than a lot of people think it is. I have to say, and, and I and I think that you know it, as far as superhero movies go, it's probably the best one of the year, and it's the it's the one that's affected me the most. So that's my top five. All right. Yeah, definitely some sleepers. I hadn't seen Shazam. You know, like I don't, I don't really rush to see the uh, the Kate movies uh, uh, anymore. But um, I remember you singing his praises. You're like, 
you were telling me it would even surprise me a little bit. Yeah, this it, charm, this charm to it that didn't feel manufactured and like a like tonally just felt different than anything else you had seen. It's dark. It's it's really dark. Like there are some there are some like death scenes in there. Like there is a scene where the main baddie like literally throws people out of a. And it's this, Mark, I'm like this. <laughs> it's Mark Strong, right? Yeah, it's Mark Strong. He's always yeah, he always comes with it. So uh, I I think is, is that is that where you want to is, is that where we're gonna leave the soft pad or do you yeah well maybe you maybe about? what about uh does anybody have anything they want to shout out that is just something they saw for the first time this year that they truly loved uh, that just is from any time Oh, man uh, something first I time? saw for the first time that I absolutely love uh, I just I know I posed this question but it's because I spoiler alert had an answer for it ready. Uh, it's uh i gotta give another shout out to brad pitt uh for uh killing them softly which yeah. is uh 97 minutes came out in 2012 feels like and uh they don't make them like that anymore from like oh seven oh eight post 9-11 uh, yeah it's it's i mean it's big post 9-11 it's <laughs> big like post obama mccain yeah so much so that i think if you'd seen it at the time it would have seemed so corny but uh watching it now i mean other than some stuff i've seen in theaters this year uh it's head and shoulders above anything else that i've really loved that i've seen this year uh and that would the only things that would come close would be like boys in the hood and i just saw uh, a print of the hitcher at the egyptian the other day and uh it was great i hadn't seen that yeah, before. Uh, killing them softly i so good brad pitt is, is really winning 2019 for dude, me i just I, I just i just i'm sorry i just noticed that letterbox deleted my review of once upon a time in hollywood did you say something mean about Nazis? Because they do that now, apparently. I said, was, my, if yeah. you guys remember, if you guys remember. I know what it was. It's, my review said, burnt her to a crisp. That's insane. It was just a quote from the movie. I was looking at the movies I've been watching this year, and I was like, where's my Once Upon a Time review? And I looked at it, and it, they took they, they stripped the review down. Like, it's not in my log anymore. Is your and rating still my there? Five, my rating's still there. My five-star rating's still there. My review is not. My because my so review was weird. that is my review bullshit. was burger to a cri- yeah I I don't know about letterboxing pals yeah this sucks wait, wait. <laughs> no Justin I, I can still see it I can still see it right now I can't review or log again yeah I don't have a review here what the fuck yeah man, I, I'm running it in the hang on now I got to look on the actual thing I was looking in it's, the app it's not on my phone app yeah it's not on my phone app everybody's seen this one hang on it's not even yeah. in my diary. Letterbox is compromised after I, that. Uh, I can see it. I'll, I'll say that I can see it on desktop and and on app, but Letterbox is compromised. I do know they're deleting people's shit. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, something that I saw that I that I absolutely love was uh, You Were Never Really There. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking Phoenix? Yeah, I, I finally saw that uh, two months ago, and I thought that it was spectacular. I, I, I really... Uh, I really loved that movie, but I think the biggest thing that I that I thought was was just amazing was how dummy thick Joaquin Phoenix. Was. Oh my God, he's yeah. a burly boy. <laughs> yeah, dad, dad bod, all biceps and and beer belly. That's that's me, baby. Well, you want to talk about more relevant than ever that movie now that Epstein is dead or is he? Right, yeah, he's literally dispatching uh, a syndicate of pedophiles, like upper crust New York pedophiles. 
Yeah, it sort of like inverted the revenge thriller. Like it's um, it's almost like he's like a creature feature. Like he's shot like off screen a lot in like surveillance films. He's just like this hulking body, like moving from room to room. It's uh, and it's almost like shot in like this sort of dream sort of quality to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. great that movie. movie. Made, that movie made. Yeah, it made my top ten last year. Yeah, same. So what something you watch watch for the first time this year that I fucked with. Um, not already, but I watched W. The Oliver Stone movie. Oh, um, it's good. Josh Brolin as George W. And it's like, the movie kind of flopped then because it came out. This was like the first presidential biopic that was made while the guy was still alive and in office. Yeah, he was in office <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it was like the end of it. It was at the end of his second term. It was like right before Obama was elected. And, you know, watch it. I, I think it goes back to what Pat was saying. I think if you watched it then, you know, you're, you're not far enough removed from the subject to get what is happening or to appreciate what is happening. But watching it in 2019 when, like, rehabilitation of Bush in real time because Trump is so awful, people trying to say Bush was good. I'm like, uh, you guys are insane people. Like, this movie kind of captures just how idiotic and, you know, just a thundering dipshit idiot. Just, Christian, just, like, an, super- just an idiot. Just a fucking buffoon. Like not like necessarily evil, just like this it was more about the evil of like dynastic politics and like and also like yeah, Christian supremacy too, and like how that sort of changed in like the fifties and sixties when he was growing up. Oliver Stone is a weirdo and I get why his movies are off putting, but like this movie is actually like worth watching. It's uh kind of fascinating to watch in, in the Trump era for sure. All right, Cam, what's one movie you've seen this year that you absolutely love the first time you saw it? The movie I saw this year, I absolutely love Outside of your top first- five. Outside of your top five. Yeah, I figured outside of my top five. Like something we watch for this show, I do, maybe. I probably do have to say Shazam, bro. Like, that's not in my top five, but, like, I remember me and Drew went to see Shazam together, and I saw Shazam, and I was, like, really blown away by it because I had low expectations for it. The trailer for the movie made it look like it was going to be, like, corny. Like, I didn't think I was going to really enjoy it that much. And then when I saw it, like, it's actually a movie with substance. Like, it has... It has some, not some, it has depth to it. Like, it, it tells an actual story, and it, it makes you care about the characters at hand. And so, um, that's the movie that I absolutely loved the first time I saw it. That's not in my top five. I haven't had the luxury of seeing um, Toy Story 4 yet. I haven't seen it yet. So, I know you guys highly. I haven't seen it. So, Shazam is probably the movie other than my top five that I was that I was blown away by when I first saw it. All right. There we oh, go. Yeah, baby. I, How about, uh, before we sign off, do you want to do like one movie we're looking forward to? Yes. That was the final thing I was going to say. Well, let me Sorry, pull up this, this, this trusty list of releases that I have. Uh, <laughs> where, I where'd you get that? <laughs> that I worked so hard on and no one gives a shit about. Hey, I give a shit about it. I have, I have contributed a lot to the doc. Whatever. Uh, I got a, I got a few things coming its way. Don't worry. I just got back from vacation, baby. Well, I, I omitted you. I omitted you. I did a uh, drive-by on this motherfucker this morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll go first here. I think one movie that I'm looking forward to that when I did this list, I was absolutely surprised that it's actually still coming is the Black Christmas remake coming out on Friday, December 13th. Did not know it was coming that soon. Uh, it's I, Apparently, it is a Blumhouse production. It's so you're Blum, already, baby. 
yeah, the the, the quality on that's going to be huh next level. So I I I'm going to skip past Joker and Star Wars. I'm going to say that this is the movie that I'm, Fuck I'm Star Wars to. Oh my god, but yeah, that's the movie I'm looking forward to. Uh, all right, how about you, Eric? Uh, I'm gonna. I know me and Pat have a couple overlapping. We have a very large Venn diagram because this is when we're getting some of the more left field of the prestige picks that are like, you know, it's, it's we're getting close to Oscar season and say, so like the ones that are eligible, but yet still a little weird are coming down the pike uh, that I'm looking forward to. So we got, you know, the lighthouse and yeah. Lucy in the sky, Lucy in the sky, no Halley's movie, but steel Pat Stunner. Cause I think he wanted to say this too, but I'm, I'm going uncut gems, baby. Which wait no I, I wasn't gonna say uncut gems which one's uncut gems I know it's gonna be good but which one is it I, ca- I can't keep them straight Safdie Sandler yes 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 okay yeah that's gonna be good uh, so fo- following up to good time you know the the gritty crime thriller um, that came out two years ago with Robert Pattinson you know the the Safdie brothers are back and they're making a similar genre flick with Adam Sandler. As we've seen, uh, once he go when he goes dark and dramatic, the guy can really bring it, and uh, he's always good in these sort of ass sort of fish out of water uh, roles. He looks like he's playing like a slimy uh, Jewish diamond district, wears a lot of leather and Gucci belts. <laughs> I, I think this movie's it's, you know it's, it's a hard R. It's gonna be violent. It's gonna be gritty and grimy, and Keith Stanfield's in it, and Judd Hirsch is in it, so. Uh, I'm really excited to see what the Safety brothers do next. All right, Cammy, what do you uh, what do you want to see? I'm here. Yeah, what do you what, that I'm most interested in seeing the rest of the year? Uh, I, I'm honestly, I think it's a two way tie for me. I, I, I don't know if this is a cop out or not. I can't really decide, but I'm really excited to see it too and the Joker film. The the Joker film, it, like everything I'm hearing about it after the when I when it first got announced that Joaquin Phoenix was the role of the Joker, I was all in. But then, like, now I'm starting to, like, see what people are saying about the film as we get closer and closer to the release, and I'm just more and more excited about it. And then It too for me, it that came out last year. And I know it's kind of contradiction to what I said earlier about how I'm kind of tired of reboots or franchise films or whatever, but I'm really excited to see It too. Uh I'm a little weary about the almost three-hour runtime. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I think that it's... I'm, I have high hopes for high expectations. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed the one that... It didn't come out last year. It came out in 2017. The first one that came out in 2017. So, yeah, I'm really... I'm really excited about that. And I like Stephen King novels. I'll, I'll go see every movie that comes out that's an adaptation. So, yeah, that's that's my... Those are my two films that I'm looking forward to most the rest of the year those are all i'm excited to see all four of those those are all good uh i wish i could say cats it's not cats uh oh, i decided <laughs> to do some dr- i'm trying to do some drugs and watch that movie yeah uh yeah i hope i don't get turned on by it and like find out something new and horrible about my personality i actually i actually haven't even seen frozen one uh neither uh but no it's it's the lighthouse uh pattinson and defoe uh living in a lighthouse fight apparently fighting like an octopus and mermaids uh in the follow-up uh from the guy who did the witch so 
obviously everyone knows how much I love that movie. I'm excited to see everything that everyone said, especially uh, the two Cam named, but The Lighthouse. I mean, come on. All right. Yeah, that, so. tra- that trailer, trailer, this is like unbelievable. Yeah, I'm taking Justin there, kicking and screaming to the black and white movie. Fuck that. Hey, old I'm cars, taking... <laughs> old times. Hey, you, no cars you, at all, baby. You, you actually said specifically about The Witch that that's how good it is because you don't fucking like movies like that. I remember yeah, no I remember tweets. I remember letterbox reviews. Fucking old old bucket cars, old Fords. That's why I almost didn't go see that Ben Affleck movie. What was it called? We uh, live by night. Yeah, live by night. I'd say Eric. Oh, there's geez. old cars in this. There's old cars in this. I don't like it. It was all Model T's, and that movie wound up being a banger. He was killing the KKK. I mean, look, I don't want to get off track. I know we're, we're, we're keeping things short and sweet, but... This is not a short for- episode. This is already not a short episode. We can't forget that <laughs> King, King Ben Affleck, in, in response to finding out that he had like great, great, great ancestors as slaveholders, he went and made a movie where he killed slave owners. It's <laughs> 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 like a three-hour like, movie. Uh, literally, he literally wrote into the plot uh, a subplot of him, you know, mowing down the KKK. Because oh, my of what God. His, what his ancestor DNA test. And by the brought. way. All right. There we go. All right, <laughs> everybody. We, uh, we are at the end of this episode. Of nice. And late fees. at the end of halfway through 2019. Yeah. Halfway through 2019. Halfway uh, to another year of, of late feed. Again, thank you guys uh, for that. And actually, no, we're not halfway. I'm wilding. Um, <laughs> until next week, we're watching Dwayne Johnson movies. Uh, what Did we figure out what movies we'll be focusing on uh, so people can know what to watch? Walking Tall is the Walking OG. Tall. And then we talked about just doing one of his fast appearances or, like, one of the uh, big disaster <laughs> ones. Oh, my God. So it's going to be a Kamikaze yeah, mission. That is not wrong at all. Totally accurate. Uh, we, we should def- we're definitely doing Walking Tall and uh, Fast Five? Yeah, fast, that's the one they brought him in on. That was like when it, that, I think that was when he became the highest paid actor, I think, was when yeah. he did Fast Five. Because that was, they were like, oh, we can use The Rock to save a franchise. That's how popular he is now. So. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, well uh, we've uh, also got like Rampage and all these other shitty movies he's made recently. So, and Andreas, I, I, the good thing about this format is like we'll anchor it between two movies, but we'll make room to talk about basically everything. Of course. So as always, uh, make sure the movies that you guys do watch are Walking Tall and Fast Five. Of course, we will be dancing around every single rock movie. So uh, be on the basically be on the rock watch for the next week and a half. Uh, until we come back to you guys next Friday on Late Fees at the same time, we'll all be in the same room once again. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, listen to us at RNC Radio Live. Uh, we have a huge slate of content coming for you guys. Uh, myself and Pat are starting a new podcast on HBO's The Righteous Gemstones that will be airing uh, one week from... Uh, actually, no, it should be airing uh, on Monday. Yeah, one, one week from the recording of this episode. Yeah, so uh, that will be happening. We also have, of course, The A-Show. We have The Lookout. We have uh, the Mount Silver uh, podcast with myself, Pat, Meals, Jeff, uh, all on there talking about uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. And uh, more stuff coming your guys' way. So until next time, Video Store is digitally closed. We're shutting down Netflix there. So, yeah, there you go. Peace. Peace.
I be that pretty motherfucker. Harlem's what I'm rapping. Tell my niggas with the bitch and we gon' make it in a second. Never disrespected. Plus, I'm well connected with this coke that I imported. Just important as your president. Swagger so impressive. And I don't need a necklace, but these bitches get impressed when you pull up in that seven. Them sixes, them beans is I get gets the fresh years. Rav Simmons, Rick Owens, usually what I'm dressed in. Blowing blunts, rolling doobies up, smoking section. Groupies rush, hold boobies up in my direction. Quit with all the front, and you ain't run my click for nothing. Cause our presence is a present, just to kick it is a blessing. This is a way to go, this is a way to go. Cause every day we gotta make some. This is a way to go, this is a way to go. Cause every day we gotta make some. Gun crack, gun shot, gonna lick a boy. Gun crack, gun shot, gonna lick a boy. Gun crack, gun shot, gonna lick a boy. Yo, 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 bitch, she said I'm hot Man, I told her I agree She gon' really think I'm hot If I told her my degrees Pull up in that hard top Showing off my keys Graduate school of hard knocks I could show you my degrees Couple ABCs Bad bitch, double Ds Poppin' E, I don't give a F Told you I'm a G A S A P. Stevie got it on his sleeve But I got it on my chest My nigga, this is what I breathe Inhale, exhale, cocaine X pills, import, export, Harlem catching wreck still. Uh, so, mommy, show me how that neck feel. Later, show me how the rest feel. For now, just chill. This is a way to go. This is a way to go. Cause every day we gotta pay some. This is a way to go. This is a way to go. Cause every day we gotta pay some. Young crack, one shot, gonna lick a boy. Gonna lick a boy. Gonna lick a boy.